a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Voices of Reason podcast. I am Jason Lee, along with... Amy Donaldson. <laughs> she Sorry, said... I was messing with my earphones. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're having a candid conversation with Lee Castillo. He is running for Congress in the 1st Congressional District against incumbent Rob Bishop. Welcome to Voices of Reason. Thank you, Jason and Amy, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, I'm going to... We're going to start out like we normally do, right? Yes. So... Uh, Tell us about you. Tell us about Lee Castillo. So I am 41 years old. I was born and raised in Layton. I have a, a foster son. Yeah, way per- more style than most people. <laughs> 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 in Layton, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that. I have a foster son who's 18. He's on the autism spectrum, so he's still in, in DCFS custody. And I have an adopted son who's 17 um, that I adopted while I worked for DCFS. I, I worked for the state for DCFS for over nine years, and it was it was an awesome experience to be able to serve families. So you're like the person who uh, fostered a, a dog and decided, oh, I can't. My dog's that. a rescue, too. Yeah. Right, right. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So. I'm all about love. Very so you're, are you, did you grow up in Layton, born and raised? I did, born and raised in Layton. I went to... Uh, to receive my bachelor's and my master's from the University of Utah in social work, and mm-hmm. right now I work for uh, I work for the um, the Utah State Hospital as a clinician, and I work in our county jails, and I get to serve the uh, severely mentally ill who okay. have been deemed incompetent to proceed with their trials. So I see some really uh, horrible stuff and people who have done some egregious things, and you know it it takes me to a place to like. We need to be humane when we treat people with mental illness and mm-hmm. provide them, you know, resources so they don't end up in jail. And you know, my job itself is to help restore their competency. So I, I am in their county jails in most of the districts. I mean, the counties in my district. So I get to work. I was going to say you have, you have an and you have an interesting district, um, like where it covers diverse, I guess, uh, geographically and socioeconomically. Um, and so what have you found in, in your campaign travels? I have, we've been to every single uh, you know, county, and the message is clear that uh, Congressman Bishop is overstayed as welcome and mm-hmm. that, uh, that people want to be heard. People want to, you know, when, when you write your congressman or you email your congressman, it's not enough just to say, hey, I read that. We want you to listen to us. We want you to do what we're asking you to do. And that's that's what really is the message that I'm getting out there. And people are ready for change. People are excited for change. And I have uh, – it, it's it's amazing when you're – when you're preaching about love out there, what uh, what response you get? Everybody has been really kind to our campaign, and 
really welcoming and and I've, I've I've loved meeting the people out there and that's that's what I do that's what I you know I I listen uh, as a therapist and and so it makes it easy to be out there in our communities to to listen to the people <laughs> and and hear their concerns. What prompted you to run? I mean, why did you just wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I'd love to be a congressman? You know, it was the there was a lot of angry. Uh, you know, divisive <laughs> rhetoric that was coming from uh, the administration in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that that I was acting out in love because um, the messages coming from Washington were against women. They were against Hispanics. They uh, were derogatory against uh, those with disabilities and Muslims and trans. And and I wanted to make sure that the people here who were in those uh, who, who that fits into that category, yeah. that they make sure that they know that somebody's out there representing them. And I want to make sure that they know that they're loved because mm-hmm. our congressman did not do anything when those comments were being made for any of those people. And those are people right here in our district. And that's shameful. And so, so um, when you say that's what prompted you, take me back actually like what the decision process was so, like. Did you talk to your family? Did you just go file? I, um, you know, I thought, you know, my nieces and nephews. So my, my, my adopted kid is, uh, yeah. he's white and he's uh um, Latter Day Saint, and yeah. so is my foster foster son. Are you old? And I, I'm not. I, I'm a Christian, but um, yeah. Uh, so we um, we are a faithful family. Yeah. And uh, I, my nieces and nephews are Hispanic, and I thought I do not want them to grow up in a world where people can just be openly, blatantly you know, disrespectful to them and and racist to them and make comments. Then, and I don't want them to look at the TV and feel like, hey, what that they're saying is, you know, people that look like me are rapists and murderers and, and mm-hmm. uh, gangsters. and Some of them are good people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are good people. <laughs> My nieces and nephews are good people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and so you, you, did you talk to any of your family? I did. I did. <laughs> did they think My, you were out of your mind? They, um, <laughs> you know, I, when it came down to it, when I, when I told them that it, somebody needed to respond in kind to all of the actions that were happening in Washington, they uh, they told me, you know, you're you're too poor because <laughs> I'm a social worker, yeah. and the reality you're is, is poor. we don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And um, but for what I lack in money, I have uh, with you know the audacity to think that I can make change and that I have a, enough love for the entire community to do what's right for them and mm-hmm. to stand to stand up for people because mm-hmm. that hasn't been happening. So our conversations went uh, from what are you doing to <laughs> to we support you and mm-hmm. now my my son has uh, I have to I have to get I have to get like <laughs> I have to entice him to come along to activities with me because he's he has campaigned out and we're not even done yet we're just getting started <laughs> so look we only got about a minute to go before this one so in, in this way though you feel as though you you want to reach uh, and, and be the voice for the people who, at this point, you, you don't feel have had a voice. Absolutely, and I want to. I want to make sure that people who are listening know that I want to represent everybody. My campaign is about Utah is for every everybody, and that that includes Republicans, Democrats, and Independents alike. Uh, it doesn't matter to me what faith or, or race or. I want to represent you and I want to make sure that your voice is heard and that you have a seat at the table. And with me in Congress, they will. We're going to have more with. uh, So are you running as a Democrat? I am running as a Democrat. Democratic uh, congressional candidate, Lee Castillo. I keep wanting to say Luis for some reason. Lee Castillo. And you're listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. 
Jason Lee, who's motioning to me to say his name for him. Um, we're talking with Lee Castillo, who's the Democratic candidate for the 1st Congressional District. And um, we want to talk about some issues now. So let's start with uh, what would you say is your number one priority? I think health care. As a, a mental health therapist, I know that when people feel better and, and are provided health care and mental health services and have access to medications, that they thrive in our communities. They can go to work. They can they can be functional in their families. And I have seen too often that people who have fallen through the Medicaid gap recently um, wind up not being able to afford their psychotropic medications. Then they end up in jail because they make decisions that that they can't, um, you know. That they otherwise wouldn't if they were. Absolutely. Um, So give me some concrete examples in the way you would, you know, fix the Medicaid. I mean, it's for me, there's two issues. There's access and there's cost. So what's your solution? What are you looking at when you look at so I, th- I like the, the universal uh, health care for all Bernie Sanders approach. Okay. I think that is... Um, he socialist. Has, he has... Uh, <laughs> Democratic socialist. <sir>. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody has access because yeah. it's... Um, I think it's a human, human right. right. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a human right. It's not uh, just because you're rich, you, can, you should be able to have... Uh, decent uh, health care with a doctor that is actually good at what they do. Everybody deserves that. And mm-hmm. it just, uh, it's the decent thing to do. And, and that's what, um, you know, that that's what my faith says. That's what uh, my heart says. And that's what being a social worker says, is making sure that people have access. And so if you believe in his, um, the, the, Medicaid for or Medicare for all, then what about paying for it? So what do you do about costs, the skyrocketing costs in in, med, in the medical industry? So what do you do about that? So he has outlined uh, mm-hmm. a bill and it, that was in the Senate, and it had over 100 people who were backing the bill. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that he had strategically outlined it was there would be a, a small gas tax increase. There's small little increments in taxes in all these different places. So he paid like, for it. He had a plan to yeah, pay there for was it. A, yeah, there is a plan to pay for it. And is that if, on your website? Um, I would be happy to add that to our website. Yes. We're going to yeah. add that to our website um, hopefully tonight. And yeah. um, that way the your listeners can, can read uh, exactly what it is. He has yeah. uh, an opportunity for people who – or uh, employers to to pay a tax. And what that does is, you know, the, I've heard from so many employers that say, hey, I can't afford health care for, for, for my employees. And paying this tax is going to decrease what that uh, mm-hmm. astronomical amount that they have to pay because it's across the board, across mm-hmm. America. And, um, and I think that's – it's what's the right thing to do. So they all – so – in this way, all employers would share in that cost. And Absolutely. It, but it would be less than currently they have to pay out. It would be a, a small percentage. It would be a per employee as a payroll tax. Do you have uh, other priorities besides health care? Absolutely. I think that we need to make sure that our environment is protected. I have, uh, you know, I have spoken with our community from young to AARP members, seniors, um, and they are all worried about the, our environment. They they care deeply about the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante, which our Congressman Bishop is you know spearheading to to minimize mm-hmm. and so that they can harvest the natural resources there. And I want to make sure that people understand what's at stake here. You know, we have uh, Utah's a an outdoor recreation state, yeah. and we make a lot of dollars in this state for those Billions. activities. Actually, yeah. we make more off of tourism and, and recreation than we do off of oil and gas. But I wondered, um, so have you been to 
bears ears or any of no, that we, down there? We almost went uh, okay. when we did a totem uh, yeah. blessing here in Salt Lake okay. on the totem that was on the way down to bears ears, okay. and we didn't get the chance to go. But we're, have I'm you been hoping. to Grand Staircase? No, I'm okay. hoping. I've been to... there. Um, so one thing that's interesting to me about um, your your the guy you're running against, uh, uh, Congressman Bishop, is that he's supportive of the reduction. And there are people who think the reduction is good because one of the things, one of the downsides to designating a national monument or a park is that people flock there. People like me who normally have not gone there, but once you designate it, you just assume it can support the tourism. And there aren't roads and there hasn't been any money designated for it. And um, and it's a real, I think it's a real interesting sort of collision of what we want to protect and what we are desperate to see and love to death, Right. And so I just wondered if you had some thoughts on sort of how to balance that. Well, I think that included in this conversation has yeah. to be the Native American voice because mm-hmm. it is land that they deem sacred and um, as part of their religion. And their First Amendment rights are being violated because this is land that's sacred to them. That's how they worship. And, and when we violate anybody's First Amendment rights, mm-hmm. we're putting um, – we're at stake to lose our own. And I want my First Amendment rights to be respected as well as your guys's. So mm-hmm. we need to bring that into the conversation as well. But I, I do well, I think the difficulty in that is that they're not of one voice. They're like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. There are people of all sort of persuasions. So there are Native Americans who want the designation and the protection. And there are Native Americans who don't want to see anybody go down there. They want to not have the designation because then people will not know it's there and leave them alone. Yeah. And there is um, there is a. A missed, uh, misnomer for the, yeah. cause, because they people... want to be involved in it, right? Absolutely. Is that something and... that they were working with uh, the Obama administration on? I don't know where that's And at. Congressman Bishop did go and interview some uh, some, some Native Americans, mm-hmm. and he hand-selected certain people who wanted uh, what he wanted. And the majority of Native American people in that area, all the tribes have met together, and they're suing the, the federal government mm-hmm. because – their voices were not heard. They mm-hmm. have false representation from the people that uh, mm-hmm. that Congressman Bishop uh, had interviewed, and and that was not the majority of people. And there's tribal leaders who who need to be heard. So look, I I know you have uh, other things you want to talk to, uh, about too, but I also want to ask you when we come back if we can maybe uh, dive in a little bit to uh, immigration and maybe ask you about uh, redistricting and and kind of how that impacts. Uh, the entire political process, particularly as uh, the democratic process as we see it here. You're listening to the Voices of Reason podcast. We are chatting with Democratic candidate for 1st Congressional District uh, Office against Rob Bishop, Lee Castillo. This is the Voices of Reason podcast. Welcome back to the Voices of Reason podcast. I am Amy Donaldson with my colleague Jason Lee, and we are talking with Lee Castillo, who is running for uh, the office in the 1st Congressional District on the Democratic ticket. Um, Let's talk a little bit about immigration. Um, It's been – it's so difficult to even have a a real and honest conversation about solutions because it's so – I don't know. 
emotionally charged, I guess. And it is. It's an emotionally charged uh, So what are, what are your thoughts? What would you like to see as far as immigration reform? Well, I think that, with, first of all, you know, we I, I personally like to keep my own commitments. And I think as a country, we need to keep our commitments as well to the dreamers and allow them to mm-hmm. stay here. And uh, they've, they've come to this country to, to you know, help. Uh, and they've been paying taxes into mm-hmm. our social security program, and we need to we need to really look at that. Those we've made a promise. Let's keep that promise. Also, I think that it is it's it's inhumane what uh, Attorney Jeff uh, Jeff Sessions has done, and mm-hmm. and the order that he's made for people to have their children ripped out of their arms when they're crossing the border to seek asylum. I'm not saying that we have open borders, and I, we definitely need to do something. Mm-hmm. But there is a more humane way to do this. And it's it's disturbing to see. The videos yeah. online are horrific. The audio is even worse. Mm-hmm. And these these children are going to be traumatized. I worked in the uh, for DCFS for years, Division of Child mm-hmm. and Family Services. I know what how children are affected in trauma um, affects children throughout their lives. These kids are going to be affected throughout their lives because of the actions of uh, att- uh, General uh, Attorney Jeff Sessions. Yeah. And this administration. So I think that we need to we need to relook at how we're we're. Um, yeah. We're well, I think it. they stopped that. They I don't think they've reunited about five or six hundred of the kids yet. Um, so and they've deported a good number of parents. Um, but I but I wonder, like, so what what do you if you don't like I, I hate the term catch and release because I feel like applying that to human beings is so horrible right so inhumane yeah it really is and so but you know there i if you come across the border illegally and they catch you um and you have children um or even if you don't it's it's basically the equivalent of a speeding ticket right and so they give you a citation and tell you when to show up and they're supposed to keep track of you and oftentimes they don't and some of this is resources and being able do you have a solution for that specific problem i don't think that's the worst problem i think uh people seeking asylum is definitely taxing the system um I mean, there's a lot of a lot of ways people come here. They overstay their visas. A very common way to stay here illegally. Um, so I I think if you had any thoughts on like just that one specific, obviously I think separating children from their parents is horrifying. But what would you do, or would you just keep doing what they did under the Obama administration and issue the citation and? Well, and Amy, um, there's still a lot of kids that have not been reunited oh, yeah. with their family, and they've been given uh, to families here, and and have been uh, adoption proceedings have have started, and that's horrific. Um, so I think that we have to we have to be humane when we deal with this. We have to yeah. remember these are children and their parents, mm-hmm. and we are a state that really values families, mm-hmm. and the way that they're treating uh, people when they come here is is uh, it's not humane. They're depriving them of due process, which is provided yeah. in the Constitution. They're having um, they're, they're having these courts that, that with 40, uh, 40 defendants and one uh, public defender and violating their due process. They get they, seconds to speak to this public defender, and that's not adequate representation for anybody. So I um, I hear you that there is yeah. a huge problem, and. What I don't think that that we need to do. I don't think we need. So, is there somebody's um, immigration reform that you back, or is there a plan out there to? I definitely think they need to look at who's coming and from where and why. Absolutely, and maybe adjust those numbers, maybe. I, and I, and the, I believe the, in that. If you think if you fix the other parts of the system, then you don't have this issue. And, and I and I believe in that. And I, mm-hmm. I think that giving a, a, a ticket to somebody is so much uh, so much more humane than letting like a, a minute man out there 
shooting at people. Um, these are people who are leaving their countries. It's not Mexico. There's a lot of different countries mm -hmm. because it's unsafe in the countries where they reside. They're fear fearful for their lives and for the lives of their children. And we need to, to deal with this in a different way. Yeah. And so I'm open to discussions with people here in our community about how to best resolve that and to, to make sure that we're, uh, we're not violating people's constitutional rights. What do you think about um, Rob Bishop just announced that um, that he's going to hopefully try to persuade the BLM to relocate here, just kind of harkening back to our environment. But what, what would you think of that? So I, um, you know, I, I like jobs in, in Utah. And yeah. if he wants to bring jobs to Utah, I'm, I'm yeah. good with that. But then again, you also have to realize what he wants to do to Bergiers and Grand Staircase Escalante is going to affect Thousands and thousands of businesses, small businesses, family-owned businesses, restaurants, diners, um, mm -hmm. and it's the way the outdoor recreation is how they make their bread and butter. And he's not talking about that and letting you know how it's going to affect their budget and how it's mm -hmm. going to ruin those families and not be able to provide for their, their children. Yeah. And, and that's a shame because we, we are a beautiful state mm -hmm. and people come here and those tourism dollars, they – they help our families thrive. So, sure, bring those jobs, but let's talk about, you know, what what else he's doing down at at Barriers and Grand Staircase Escalante because many more people throughout the state are affected by what he wants to do there. And I want to make sure that I'm putting the people first and not uh, not special interests. I think mm -hmm. that the the Utah Utah's voice, those people in District One. I want to represent them, not special interests. I have no interest of being a lobbyist after this. I have no interest of, uh, you know, being a millionaire. I'm. Yeah. I, I am a social worker. I am <laughs> uh, scraping by, just like many families here in Utah. Yeah. And I am supporting two kids. And I have no agenda other than to serve the people and make sure that they feel loved. I don't want to represent special interests. That is Lee Castillo. He is the Democratic uh, opponent for Rob Bishop in the 1st Congressional District here in Utah. We're having a candidate conversation on the Voices of Reason podcast. is the Voices of Reason podcast. I'm Jason Lee, along with Amy Donaldson, and first congressional district candidate, Democratic candidate, Lee Castillo. And uh, Lee has been telling us about his passion for the state of Utah and wanting to represent them in that first congressional district. We got, uh, this is our last segment, so we got to try to pile a lot of stuff well, in here yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, right? we got a little get-to-know-you okay. uh, uh, exercise. Let's start with, if you're king for a day, what issue do you solve? Healthcare, absolutely, because then that makes everybody feel better. Awesome. Okay, that Did was easy. Did you have a... Yeah. a, a like a personal role model or a mentor you have uh, in, in kind of how you lead your life? Absolutely. Her name is B.S. Spinoza. She, uh, when, when I was young, we used to work in, in the onion fields. And she uh, took a lot of the Hispanic youth that, that people deemed that, that could be troubled and mentored them through our youth. And there was a program called Corazon that was done through Davis Behavioral Health. And they just, they 
they fed us with positivity and words of encouragement and let us know that that we can do and be anything. And so that's the kind of person that I want to be to our community and, and not just Hispanics, but to, to everybody. Okay. I love that. You've mentioned a lot uh, love in throughout your thing. Um, what I wonder what the reception is of that. I love it, but I wonder when you're talking about politics, you don't always hear politics and it, and love. And, you almost never hear it. Yeah, right? and offering love to your constituents. And I wonder what is the response to people? It's that... been amazing. I've, <laughs> I've loved it. And people are responding to it. People have felt like it hasn't been there for so long. And they're engaging. They're responding. And, and they feel more activated than ever. I think that we are going to win in November because we are running on love and and people realize that that is the truth, that there's no hidden agendas. We want to make sure everybody feels respected, that they have an opportunity to work in, in an environment without harassment and they have, uh, you know, their First Amendment rights are respected. I am for the people. <laughs> so, did we ask you, have, uh, what's the hardest thing you ever had to overcome? Homelessness. I um, When I was uh, younger, I... Uh, I didn't necessarily get along with my dad and uh, well, he didn't get along with me (laughs) Uh, and I, um, I sofa surfed for, for a long time and, and I was taken in by one of my friends' family and um, what that turned into was my, um, my desire to give back when I was uh, later on in life, I created a program uh, before the overnight homeless youth shelter was created, I did a Saturday night breakfast because there was an uh, overlap in services Saturday and Sunday for homeless youth, uh, Volunteers of America. They um, only provided services Monday through Friday from 9 to 6. And then there was a big, huge gap. So I wanted to make sure that those the homeless youth had somewhere to go. So we created a space that they could come get breakfast, come take showers, get wash their clothes, get hygiene items. And, and we did a lot of uh, of grassroots uh, things like we collected sleeping bags tents and and it was awesome because the whole community participated in that all faiths participated that this is something that was so important to everybody and this was done during the winter months where they needed to get out of the cold Mm -hmm. and um and i'm most proud of that yeah that's amazing um do you have a mantra to treat people like you want to be treated Mm -hmm. i truly believe that you know, I I want to respect everybody, and, and mm. I I think that everybody's uh, deserving of that and dignity and you mm-hmm. know and love, and and I think I'm deserving of that too. And I want to make sure that that people understand that there's messages out there that uh, because somebody doesn't have money or somebody doesn't have uh, you know the millions of dollars to run a campaign that they're not in the race. And I want you to know that I've been meeting people face to face and they're telling me otherwise. We've been registering people uh, every day and they are engaged. They're ready to vote and mobilize more than they ever have been because because we're reaching out and we're talking to them like they've never been talked to before. All right. We got I'm going to give you two minutes to Explain to people why they should vote for Lee Castillo. So, uh, again, I'm a a single father. I have had many struggles. I live paycheck to paycheck, uh, like many of you Utahns, and I am for the people. I have been serving Utahns for over 15 years through volunteerism, whether it's with homeless youth or volunteering for Meals on Wheels. It doesn't matter the age. uh, 
of the Utah, I have been serving you. I have worked for the Division of Child and Family Services. Uh, I'm now a clinician for Utah State Hospital, working with the severely mentally ill. I want to make sure that we are protecting our environment. We have access to health care. Put me out of a job. Put me out of a job. I do not, uh, you know, I would love to be put out of a job. Uh, and we have health, uh, mental health services for everybody. And that they have access to medication so that they don't end up, end up in jail. I would love to not have that job. And, um, and I want to make sure that people understand that I want to protect their, their Social Security benefits and their Medicare. And that I am um, – I'm not rich, but what I lack in those dollars, I will give you back in uh, – you know – in love and, and respect, and I will listen, and there's nothing uh, more that Washington needs than a therapist, and I am a therapist. <laughs> that might be your best. That's your slogan right now. I could be Washington's therapist. Send, send a therapist to Washington. And a love therapist at that, right? A loving therapist. Absolutely. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you Absolutely. and to have you here, and uh, thank you for running, because I think uh, the system doesn't work if everybody doesn't uh, pitch in and do their part, whether that's vote or run or your volunteers, uh, including your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I make them. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you have to make kids do yeah. everything. So. <laughs> hey, listen, we also want to issue kind of a, a civility challenge, and, and that is to ask people with whom you, you – we want folks to get together uh, who that you uh, politically disagree with yeah. and have conversations with them and maybe have lunch or dinner or coffee or something and discuss some of those issues that mean the most to you. And then let us know about it. And uh, what we want to do is feature some podcasts. We want to know what your experience is in reaching out to people who think and feel differently than you do. Uh, we hope that when you listen and then we have these conversations that you learn to actually uh, listen more than you talk. And uh, uh, Jason's fond of saying you have two ears and one mouth for a oh, reason. That's right. And uh, so we're asking people to do this. Uh, we hope we're going to try it tonight. Um, uh, we're going to report on what we experience. And um, we would just love to hear. You can contact us through our email and through Twitter. And uh, if you are so inclined, you can also record your conversations or bits and pieces of it. And may, let may us add know one, that way. One yeah. more thing. Yeah. I just want to say thank you guys for, oh, for welcoming welcome. in here. And it's been uh, a, a great experience. And I just encourage your listeners to look at our platform at utahsforeverybody.com. We truly believe that, that Utah is for everybody. I love your website, by the way. So Thank you. Well, listen, I want to thank you, Lee Castillo, for joining us today. Join us again for the next episode of the Voices of Reason podcast. If you have any comments about our show, please contact us via email at vormed at gmail.com or at vorjasonl at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at adonsports and at jasonlee1. Our Twitter handle is... Uh, at VOR Podcast, and you can also check out our Facebook page and subscribe to episodes of our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or other places where you might find interesting podcasts. And be sure to review our show as well. We love to get your feedback, and it also helps us grow our audience. Until next time, I'm Jason Lee. When you engage in passionate debate, do your best to keep your dialogue civil. Try to be the voice of reason.